when I used the restroom before we got here, the Sexy. lights went off in midstream. No. <laughs> I couldn't get it back on. I was waving like a madman. Trust me. Waving what? I had to zip back. Yes, exactly. I had to zip and finish, zip back up. That explains a lot about the condition of the bathroom. Open the door. <laughs> I did. I panicked because I couldn't find the door. Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff, and today's word is it's cold. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We talked a little bit about that beforehand. Um, we are back for 2023, recording at the beautiful Union Club. You can check out their website, unionclubtacoma.com. An amazing co-working space, an amazing event area. with it. The basement where we're recording has a massive, massive uh, brick fount, uh, mantle out there with the fireplace. I almost said fountain. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> great place to hold events. Also upstairs, they just re, uh, redid and uh, kind of uh, remodeled the... Uh, uh, I guess it's kind of like a bar area, like oh, that yeah. whole area. Yeah, it's gorgeous. They repainted it, redid the bar. It's, it's really, it's really pretty up there. I, I feel like we should do an event. They're uh, dancing up there right now. I know there was a space. couple people practicing their dancing. You can do so much stuff here at the co-working space, right? Plenty of spots to do that. I know that people will do like morning yoga. Like I know they did a Sunday yoga uh, aspect of it. Somebody there with their small business. That's pretty cool. Uh, they have uh, office spaces. All over, even across from uh, like the downstairs where we're at, there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, office spaces, conference rooms, and it's really amazing. And it's something that if you're a small business in Tacoma and if you want to check it out, uh, it's worthwhile if you have uh, you just need like a, a business address. Because yep. you can even just get a mailbox here. I think that's part of the gig is once you uh, become a member, you actually can get your mail here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So and you, that's so like, that's address. so helpful. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to start a business, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to give everybody your home address for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. I think it's a great, great idea. Yeah. And it's down, it's downtown Tacoma, right off of Broadway, right by the McMinimins, right by Puget Sound Pizza, by the Mix, a whole bunch of things right around here. Yeah. Including <laughs> the guest that we have today, Mr. Frank Purcelli from Visualize Tattoo. Dude, thank you for coming on, especially on a Sunday morning, dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. And let's talk a little bit about, let's start off with Visualized Tattoo. Uh, And just talk about, we've got a tattoo shop here. And if you go to visualizedtattoo.com, you can get the rundown and see what it's all about. Um, But tell me um, about 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 the the shop. Uh, Well, Visualized Tattoo, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a street shop. You know, we we really wanted to. Well, my vision really for the shop was keeping it like a street shop style, where we do walk-ins and there's a lot of flash and like keeping it really old school style, where everywhere you turn, 
there's a design to look at and no matter where you're looking, you're thinking about a tattoo, basically, you know, like you're in a tattoo shop. There's a muse everywhere yeah. for like, yeah. you, if you're looking on the walls, you can kind of get an idea of maybe what you want. Even if you're like, okay, I just, maybe I do want a tattoo. Let's see what there, what, what's out there. You can get inspiration just by walking in. Yeah. And not to say, you know, nowadays with the internet and everything like that and iPhones and stuff like that, it's not like. We won't do something, obviously. If you ha- it's not like we say no, but um, we want to really push the Flash, which, you know, some people might not be familiar, but Flash is basically designs that are made to be a tattoo. Yeah, and it's like if you go into a tattoo shop and sometimes you'll just see like a big book. And yeah. that will kind of have all of those designs. Those are the Flash. Yeah, mm-hmm. similar to that. This is a little bit more specific, like... Basically, a standard sheet of flash is 14 by 11, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, I mean, a sheet of flash could be any size, it could be in a book or whatever, but the real standard old school size is 14 by 11, so all the sheets in the main part of the, when you first walk in, there's there's like the, you know, the main part, and then there's like separate part for tattooing, mm-hmm. so the main part when you walk in with the tables and everything like that is just 14 by 11. All the walls are just crushed in 14 by 11. (laughs) And the amount of time, if you, if, if someone outside of the shop spent any time there, uh, with us debating where we were going to put a sheet of flash, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, (laughs) like we put so much time into how we want it laid out and how it's going to come across to people. Mm hmm. We take a lot of pride in in the flash, just even painting the flash. A lot of it's hand painted by us. A lot Damn. of it's stuff we bought. You know, it's it's a mixture. It's a it, there's so. I mean, you're talking about 250 sheets or something. 250 different pieces of art. Like yeah. that's the big part about it as well. Like like obviously when you're creating it on uh, uh, the canvas that is the skin, that's art in itself. But even getting to the point of getting it ready to show people like that, that's like, you yeah. got to have the art- artistic touch at that, at that point. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, and each sheet, depending on the size of the design, I mean, there's going to be, you know, nine designs on a sheet. There could be mm-hmm. three designs on a sheet if it's bigger. Um, so there's a lot of designs, quote unquote, in general. That you could pick from. And Visualize Tattoo is located uh, 612 uh, St. Helens. And uh, right right around, like I say, like Puget Sound Pizza. Like right around McMinimins. Right around Alchemy Skateboards. Like the mix. Like all of that aspects. How long have you guys been there? Uh, Well, David Jennings, he opened the shop in 2018. uh, Like in the winter. I didn't move here. I was talking I didn't know him at all. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I had only come out here to visit. So I didn't didn't know him in any way. I just kind of answered an ad and and he had the the shop you know, like he planned on opening it in that winter and he was kind of getting things. That building was really messed up. Really? Oh yeah, it was a brewery or something before oh. that. Yeah, they they tend to have a, they, they're having a lot of those around here at yeah. the time, the kind of the brewery explosion. Yeah, but not even like a bar. I guess it was like where they actually Oh, literally just Yeah, the so it was breweries. like manufacturing, yeah. So it wasn't I I don't really know. It wasn't there, but I would I would imagine it wasn't like a it wasn't a place that people were going in to hang out. It was like <laughs> they were going to make it there, mm-hmm. so they didn't care really what it looked like. So it was pretty rough. So he did a lot of the work on re 
rebuilding it and the, and the landlord kind of helped him out you know because he put all the work in putting tile and new floor oh, and yeah, fixing the walls yeah. there's holes in the walls and everything well i mean we've seen that with some of our friends who have created stuff around yep. here it's just like like okay well here's a building and it hasn't been used for what you want you're like <laughs> yeah Go at it. And a lot of the times the landlords are pretty cool at this aspect because they just want somebody in there yeah. to be able to pay rent and, you know, maybe have a thriving business at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so by the time I got here, the shop had already been open probably for a few months, you know, officially. And I got out here in June. So, you know, I, there's a few months maybe where he was officially open and that's kind of worth things started the shop was totally different at the time when i started there uh the like the the vision that he had for the shop was a lot new style with tvs and stuff Mm -hmm. there wasn't any flash or nothing like that wasn't a street shop uh his vision was a appointment only type thing and and i started working there and i kind of slowly was you know introducing like hey man i think we should have a flash rack or Mm -hmm. something like that or i was i would kind of go out of my way to not book appointments because i wanted to just do walk-ins and do small stuff or do lettering and you know and do the stuff that i was brought up kind of in Mm -hmm. tattooing and slowly 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 i was kind of chipping away where i was like hey man i got an idea i got an idea and he's and i think over time he kind of saw that that was a good way to do things you know it wasn't I don't want to say one's better than the other, but he, he knew that, you know, he he appreciated where I was coming from. Having a little bit of a diversity when you're going with it, especially if you're enthusiastic about it and you're like, I'm willing to be able to do this. It's like, you can do the thing that you've got in your plan, but let me kind of roll this in because at that point, you're you're making sure that you have both aspects of a business. Like, you have that and it's like, they're not working against each other. They're working together so the business can thrive. Like, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And it, it's, it's worked out really nice uh, just because David... He still kind of sticks to that where he books stuff mostly. You know, he doesn't do walk-ins very rarely. Sometimes he might if he feels like it, but he doesn't really do that. And that, so and he does a lot more kind of realism type stuff. And we, me and the other guys do, we stick to mostly just traditional stuff or some lettering or just everyday type stuff, all black tattoos or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever people are wanting, tribal or something. And it works out really nice. We have like a nice... It is diverse, like you were saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone could come in, and, and someone there can make it happen for you, just to the most part. You That's know? awesome. And, I mean, like like you were talking about, if you go to visualizetattoo.com, you can check out their hours of operation. But, yeah, the open for walk-ins on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 12 to 8. And then Monday through Thursday, open by appointment. So, if that's something that you want to do, you can do that. Or if you just are, like, in the area, maybe hanging out for whatever reason, you can go check it out and maybe on a whim. Or if you do have a plan you can go in there and just get it done right then and there and figure out what's going on with that walk-in mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so you're just, I, I really like yeah. that man sorry to interrupt oh, yeah. no no absolutely it, it kind of reminds me of um musicians we've had on like we've had well you're a musician as well we'll talk about that but we've had musicians on where um they, they specifically focus on different kinds of music um to make a living basically right they're like yeah i i've had bands trying to um you know get a record deal and it's really hard and i didn't make a lot of money at it 
Um, but then I went and I've started, you know, teaching or I've started um, writing songs for specific yeah, shows. Yeah, for like TV shows or movies right? or something. Um, and they're just like, I found my niche. This is what I do. And mm-hmm. I make way more money doing this than that. You yeah. know, good good luck doing that. And, and I think, you know, good for you. But this is my gig. So I think that's a great move for you guys. Yeah. Especially if you can get all the different aspects, right? Like you have people that are there long term and you have people, you know, who, who not long term, but, you know, longer. Um, yeah sessions versus just walk-ins i love walking into a tattoo shop that's my favorite thing to do right yeah yeah it makes it fun spontaneous i think over it's like you have a threshold of you know some people just aren't into tattoos some people that are kind of maybe dabbling in tattooing it's like you you kind of have a threshold of like the first five tattoos are going to be something you were really imagining yep. and you kind of run out of ideas. Not everyone's <laughs> like, and then you go to the shop, you still want to get tattooed. Yep. And it's just nice to have all of these designs that, you know, we're really stoked to do too. I know that um, for me, like I am an untattooed person. I know I've got some people who've got massive sleeves. Scott's got a ton of tattoos. Jeff has tattoos. And I know from talking with a lot of my friends, like you're talking about, just walking in to a place because you just want to get tattooed because there is a a therapeutic aspect to it yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's whether or not it's just, you know, the hum or maybe they like just getting the, <laughs> getting the tattoo and the feel of that. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a part of it that is that really sort of like, no, this is, this is my happy place and being able to get that and getting the, the dopamine rush, like however, which way you do that a lot of the times is something that is, it's addicting for a lot of those people. Oh yeah. And I, I'll say, I mean that, that, you know, that applies to most people, but you can really see it in the military. We tattoo mostly military. Every every day that we're open, probably almost every there's four people tattooing at the shop, and we'll all tattoo one person in the military every day that we're there. You know, I, we've got such a, a a massive military community. Obviously, with like JBLM, yeah. but also with uh, uh, with uh, uh, the the subs, the uh, the Navy subs up in uh, Bremerton, and like all the stuff or Banger. I don't know where the hell they're at. Bremerton. Yeah, and like all of the different places that are around here. That makes absolute sense on that. With them, is it is it usually something that's like a bonding with other people, or is it just to signify something? Like, I mean, obviously everyone's going to have their own reason for coming in, but for like the military folk, is there like something that's kind of a constant when they come in? Oh yeah, I mean it's well, I'd say there's you know some different aspects of that where I think tattooing and and the military, navy, whatever, whatever, it kind of has it goes hand in hand for a very long time, so you have that aspect of it. But then, I mean, you really see it when people will come back from being away for however long, sometimes months or a year or whatever. And almost one of the first things they do besides go see their families, go get a tattoo at their favorite shop. I mean, I see that all the time where I haven't seen someone in months. And that's before they go do anything else. They're going to come and get a tattoo. They want to finish their sleeve or whatever. Or people are like, I'm about to leave. I want to finish my sleeve before I leave. I mean, I'm doing that right. I'm doing that every week. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, I just, I think it's super cool on that aspect too, because uh, I know that some people do it to mark or signify uh, significant events, significant people in their lives. Some of them just want a tattoo like we were talking about. So it's kind of cool that it really is like an interesting aspect. I wouldn't think about like having the military, but when you said it, now it makes sense to me on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they want to get something that signifies some stuff but a lot of people a lot of the 
people that come to our shop, they specifically kind of want to come in and just pick Flash. I mean, it's like that's just what they do. You know, it's like they there's so much of it you can't really get tired of it and we're you know we're changing a lot of it out or painting new stuff or whatever so people just come i mean there's we have plenty of clients that don't even care they're just like yeah whatever you're stoked to do right now let's really? just do it oh yeah all That's the time awesome. yeah i've noticed uh because you can look and see uh, a lot of the work that you've done right on the website they've shown a lot of the, the the breadth of work that you do and i mean you're just all you know I mean, you do whatever but i see a lot of the uh, the old school focus on kind of the old school tattoos like the line styles and the color styles is that what uh is that kind of a favorite for you or is it just kind of one of the ones that people kind of gravitate towards when they see the flash it's probably both i mean personally for me that that style has always been just getting into getting into tattooing first starting to get tattooed or whatever uh going into a shop like when i first got tattooed in 06 um that was part of the experience was going into a shop. I mean, that's, there was the internet and phones and stuff then obviously, but it wasn't yeah. like it is now. There wasn't Instagram and stuff. So it wasn't so readily available. I wasn't going to go in there with a picture. I printed off the internet. You kind of <laughs> went into the shop and you're whatever they had was what they had kind of in a way. And so in my experience, that's just the way it was. You went to the shop and what they had is what they had their designs and stuff. And you pick, pick something cool. Cause it's stuff that you didn't see, yeah. you know, you're not, I mean, nowadays, You'll see a lot of stuff on the internet, but I couldn't have, I could have spent, you know, a week trying to find designs and stuff back then, and I wouldn't have been able to find anything close to what they had on the wall because that's what they do. So I was always drawn to that style of tattooing. Uh, even when I started tattooing, I was always drawn to that style just because, you know, it just catches your eye, I guess, or, you know, different people like different things. That's just what I liked. I, I saw bold lines and bright colors and a lot of black shading. I might have not understood why I liked it, but I knew that I liked the way that looked for some reason. It's really simple. It's really easy to read, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And then over time, you kind of figure out, you know, you're like, well, this, this stuff ages the best too, because it's so simple. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when people get, you know, my, uh, my father-in-law has a uh, Jesus head, you know, traditional, mm -hmm. which um, he he got that in a Chicago by Tats Thomas, which is pretty, he's a, he's a pretty legendary tattooer. Uh, he, you know, he's taught Sailor Jerry even a lot oh, of yeah. stuff. So oh, wow. uh, it was pretty cool to see that in person. And it's, isn't you know, it's an old tattoo. And I, you can, you know, it's, it's old, it's blurry, you know, he's, you know, whatever, but you can see obviously that that's a Jesus said, even though you can't really see the detail in his eyes or whatever, but it's such an iconic picture that, you, that you're, it's such an iconic picture that you've seen a thousand times that even if it's blurry, your mind puts it together yeah, yep, on its own. Yeah. And, and so when you see a crawling panther, or you see a swallow, or you see a rose, it could be blurry and not perfect, but your mind has seen it so many times, or an anchor or whatever, yeah. that you know what that is. So I think there's a part of that that, you know, I think is important too as far as it aging nice and it looking cool you know even when you're older i know a lot of people are you know concerned with that kind of some people are concerned with that kind of stuff but 
It's well, and I mean, I mean, like the stigma of tattoos, like thankfully, like kind of went away in the nineties. Um, but when you're looking at it at this point in time too, it would be like the thing, the you know, the way they would try to deter you'd be like, well, what's it gonna look like when you're sixty years yeah. old? And you're like, well, it'll look like the it'll look like art, you know, fuck off. Like it's one of those where or like, oh, you'll never get a job with that. And you're like, now it's like for the most part it's commonplace like it's acceptable in almost any aspect and i really love the fact that it's it's like it's body art like the way you want to express yourself shouldn't be looked down upon just because it's the way you want to i think the same thing with like piercings uh, any sort of like body modifications if it's something that you love like it might not be my thing, but it's not my place to 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 shit on you. Like, yeah. and everybody judges people. Like, it's just an instant sort of thing. But you got to think about that and look at that and be like, well, that's what they wanted. Sure. Like, don't crap on them unless it's your best friend. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm judging Scott right now. Why are you judging Scott <laughs> right every, now? Every five minutes, I have to judge Scott. Fair enough. So let's talk about a little bit how you got into this. So you talked about in 2006. Was that when you got your first tattoo or you decided yeah. that you... So what was your first tattoo? Uh, this moon star. Ooh, on the wrist right there. Yeah, on the wrist. Like My how... mom took me to go get it. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. How how painful is uh, that, that wrist area? Because that kind of... Pretty painful. Okay. Cause... I just tattooed a guy's wrist. He had a... Uh, lips like the classic red yes. lips or whatever he's yeah. like i need this covered right now i was like okay we did like a black <laughs> spider over it and uh it's it sucks he was hurting bad and it yeah so, like it was like welcome <laughs> like like welcome to the world of tattooing let's get some like one of the more painful spots and it's like cover up too so you're really like digging trying to get it really it. dark yeah. you know <laughs> so were you hooked right away when you got it done yeah well i mean i, I kind of went through different periods i knew i really wanted to be tattooed a lot my dad was kind of always getting tattooed he was he was in the navy he got tattooed at the pike which is uh he was stationed in long beach california mm-hmm. and that's like a really iconic legendary area with burt Grimm and bob shaw and all those guys over there at at the pike um and they tattooed a lot of sailors and stuff like that and my dad was tattooed there in the late 70s and wow uh i didn't know a much about that until later but i just knew he, when i was younger i just knew he was getting tattooed quite a bit and i was like man that's cool i want to i want to get a lot of tattoos too and so yeah when i was able to get tattooed when i turned 18 i i went and got one and i, I did i kind of didn't really get tattooed a whole lot it wasn't until a little bit later probably like 22 i started getting tattooed more heavily like all the time mm-hmm. hanging out at shops and and you know just Getting more involved with that community, I guess. You that know? makes sense. And I mean, it's something that like any any like grouping and like especially like it's essentially like an artist collective at that point, like the tattoo shop, because you got all of the people there that are creating. And that can be especially when you're at 22 and you're like, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, this is pretty cool. And I like it can I turn this into what I want to do for maybe the rest of my life? Is that kind of how that worked out for you on that? Yeah. I think to some degree, I think being 18, I mean, you know, I had my head on my ass, you know, so I didn't know. I didn't, it's like, I like tattoos, but you know, I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. I I didn't really know. I I liked skateboarding and stuff. I, I did a lot of different things and, you know, playing music and stuff like that. So it wasn't like number one on my list. It wasn't until a little bit later 
when I had some money. I mean, it's not something a lot of 16, 17, 18 year old kids do a lot. They don't have, yeah. you got to have money, you know, so. Absolutely. I think it's kind of, it's kind of funny, but um, every tattoo artist I've ever known is um, an artist. Like they're, they not only do tattoos, but they do something else. They play music, yeah. they um, you know, paint, they do something else. They're creative. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 you feel like you kind of fit that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a, yeah, growing up, all, all my friends and stuff like that. I mean, I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, my parents got divorced or whatever. My dad moved to Delaware. And on the eastern shore, uh, Delaware is like on a peninsula with Maryland. So it's yeah. like you're kind of on an island in the middle of nowhere almost, and you got to drive two hours to get off of it to get yeah. onto the... <laughs> yeah, Delaware is basically kind of like a vacation state. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's just... It, it, it's okay, you know? I mean, it's 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 quiet. <laughs> it's too busy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's quiet. I mean, I met a lot of really cool people there. I My dad lived in Delaware, and then I, I it was like right on the border of, of like southern Maryland on the peninsula. So uh, I... I met a lot of people there. That's where I got involved with tattooing stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff there. It's really old. There's a lot of cool history. But, yeah, it is very touristy. It's really seasonal. Mm -hmm. So as far as doing anything, anything that I wanted to do, it was very limiting. There's no venues to play music. If you're in a garage rock, you're an alien. No one even knows (laughs) what that is. So, or anything like that. um, So, but I was lucky enough to get involved with, uh, shop explosive tattoo in, in uh, Salisbury, Maryland, and they they are, you know, doing really awesome tattoos. Robbie kills it with Japanese stuff, and uh, you know the the people there have changed over time. The people oh, yeah. that were there when I was there, they're they're not there now or whatever. So, but uh, yeah, Trevor and uh, Alex Rice uh, just were crushing it doing really nice tattoos i was so lucky to get because there's so many bad shops of people doing bad stuff and you could get like if you don't know any better you're just gonna think that's awesome you don't really know yeah i was lucky to to be get involved with them and get tattooed by them a lot get heavily tattooed by them uh and learn how to paint from them learn how to and learn how to tattoo and stuff like that and uh you know uh, Alex was really into building tattoo machines and stuff, so I, I was able to like learn a good amount from him on like tuning tattoo machines and knowing how to get them to run right and stuff like that. Um, so some of the mechanics behind that, I was really lucky. You know, not everyone has that. Not yeah. every shop's going to have someone that's like an expert at making a machine run right. And you're running like like every aspect of it at that point because learning with that is going to help you as you move on. And I mean, even at this point, you've got the Percelli Machine Company, which you can check out on Instagram as well. It's just Percelli Machine Company. People can get the links right in the description. Um, but it's cool because I was looking at all of those things and I'm like, these little machines are like the most integral part of doing the whole process because you need those and yeah you need them to work correctly yeah, and yeah. you need someone to be able to you know be able to fine-tune them as you're going along oh yeah absolutely and it, it's it's kind of funny to think of how helpless people are when one tiny thing goes wrong with it and they don't know what, what they're doing yeah, because they don't you know it's just, it's just like blowing just me away clean the contact or something you know but some a lot of people know a little bit but one of the craziest things I've ever seen, um, and this is back in uh, my previous life, we had a contest where we uh, were like, okay, you got to do something stupid to win Seahawks tickets. And someone said, I will tattoo my friend on air 
uh, a Seahawks logo oh. with a machine I made myself oh, yeah. prison style. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, he's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know, like she's telling us all about it. And this was like so long ago that I don't remember. But sure, shit, they did it. And I was just like. Like this little tiny machine that you can just build with like household parts, yeah. like can do this, and I'm like, that seems that seems kind of interesting. As like uh, maybe when I it, when I get tattooed, maybe I want something that's not built out of the stuff in my yeah. junk drawer, like yeah. a toothbrush. <laughs> and- <laughs> I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, please don't get tattooed that way. Go to a shop. Yes, get get a legitimate tattoo. Someone knows what they're doing. And is very careful with your health, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. on the other hand, man, some of the tattoos that come out of prison are f- phenomenal. And oh, I don't yeah. know how they do that shit. Well, the, yeah. they got nothing but time. Unlimited practice material The guy's well, going right? to be back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, Joe. There's a lot of uh, – out here, there's a lot more um, prison – Base tattooers, you know, people that got out or whatever that's yeah. tattoo that I noticed, which I thought was pr- pretty cool. It's not something I'm familiar with where I was from. There wasn't, I didn't know anyone that was in prison that learned how to tattoo in prison and came <laughs> out. There's a lot right? of prisons on the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the thing. I was kind of blown away how many uh, people own shops, which is, I think is a good thing when people they're get all- out, own a shop, and, you know, that's really it, cool. It is as long as they change what they're doing, right? Like, yeah. You, know, you can yeah. get out and, and do the same garbage you were doing in prison. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, yeah. You got to yeah. expand. And I, again, also that same point is like, you know, like even if you just run down Pacific Avenue here, like there are so many shops just going from here down to Spanaway. Oh, like yeah. you can hit, I mean, before I even get to my house, like from here, there's at least four. Like I'm just off the top of my head. Uh, and I feel like at that point you want to make sure and do your due diligence and research and see if what they do is kind of in line with what you want to do. And now with the internet, you can kind of check them out, see what they're doing you can see um specific um tattoo artists because a lot of them have their own instagram pages where you can see what they're what they're going on with that so i think that's like we were talking about it's like really kind of cool to be able to go in and do a little and have your research done and kind of know what you want even if it's not like the design you know what you want but you can like know no i want this shop because I have all the information available. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you want to just go in, you know, just go and get whatever, you can go wherever you want to do. I'm not here to stop you to do it. But nope. like, if you remember, it's permanent and you want to make sure. <laughs> and that's another thing. Like, you know, you just want to make sure that it's uh, it's what it's what you want. Yeah. I mean, semi-permanent. They can take it out. Yeah, they could have got lasers. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking horrifying, though. I've watched it videos is. of them removing it. And I'm like, great. Yeah, I got cool scar tissue in the uh, shape yeah. of a, of a, the, the tattoo. on my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you moved out here, um, and how has that been for you? Good. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, we, me and my wife, we got married right before we left, basically like a few days before we moved. We, we already planned on moving. We're living on the Eastern shore. It, you know, from, she's a nurse and she's, she's the best, you know, she's puts up with me and my bullshit (laughs) being a scatterbrained artist type person that's always and not only that i'm like a workaholic so i'm like constantly working on something all the time it doesn't matter it's like when i'm not working it's because i'm so tired i don't even want to talk to anyone yeah you know and i'm like i'm like i'm just gonna watch tv i don't even want to talk because i'm so tired so i'm I'm just 
I'm just like a thousand miles an hour with like 20 different things. If I'm not juggling 20 projects, I'm bored. You know, it's like really, it's it's not, it's like a double at short. It's you know? the mind of the creative. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I have this idea. And then it's like, especially I know for like myself and even like, like all of us here, like we have got amazing wives that, again, put up with our shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I've got this and this and this and this and this. And you're like, what about that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still working on that too. You know? But I got these right now that I'm working on. Like, you know, it's like, we're getting through it. Yeah. Like, it's like, did you finish that one thing? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> to my yeah, we're gonna get back to that one. Yeah, like, you know, and it's like I got this new thing that I'm really excited about. So yeah, it's that that same aspect of like you want it's the the hustle that makes you feel alive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is amazing. Uh, I did want to talk about um, again. We're talking about all the different things you do. Let's talk a little bit about your band. So we got the Greasies. Uh, new album came out this last year. Uh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank take you. the ride. I love yeah. it. Congratulations. Tell us a little bit about the band. Oh, uh, well, the the lineup right now is relatively new with the, with the four-piece. Uh, since I moved out, one of the main things uh, with coming out here, I didn't, I didn't know 100% with the tattooing and stuff like that because I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's... And, back where I'm from it's like a tight-knit thing so I didn't even know how well I was gonna work out out here it's worked out great but I didn't the one of the main things was was music just because I didn't know I didn't know much about Tacoma but before moving out here I knew the Sonics were from here and I was like all right yeah well if I was gonna do garage you know and try to leave a mark somewhere it was like gonna be Tacoma even outside of Seattle or anything like that the Tacoma had this like just something about it with, with you know and then you know and then the whalers stuff like that but mm-hmm. just like iconically the sonics and how much that had influenced me on in garage it was like man i really want to play shows there and be inspired you know to write stuff and so it started out there and there's just been iterations of playing with different people and trying to work stuff out with people it's taken years literally at this point now to get the lineup that we have now and uh basically um i have like a studio and i pretty much write everything um i'll basically i'll write and record a demo um and then just send it to them and i've been lucky enough to where they're just stoked on it and just want to play it you know and they don't really want it like for the most part i'll even ask you know like hey do you want to do something here or change this if you have an idea and they did they're just so stoked on it that they don't even they're they're like i just want to play it exactly the way you just recorded it you know and it's cool. really kind of crazy you know i didn't that's ever a, that's, think that's that ego happened. boosting for you too i mean you're like here here's the thing and they're like yes you're like yeah. all right yeah, it's, it's, pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty awesome it's hard yeah. to find that honestly it's hard oh, to yeah. get together a group of any number of people and have them agree on anything right? yeah even <laughs> fucking ordering pizza yeah it's you know what it's i mean it's crazy so, yeah. i'm very very lucky for sure big time and it's taken i mean i moved out here in 2018 it's just now in the past i guess six months ish time that we've gotten the full lineup uh before that we had a we were playing as a three-piece and the drummer who's now the guitar player i mean he was just playing drums and we're playing as a three-piece and we played shows for like you know a little while as a three-piece but it wasn't it wasn't exactly what i wanted i wanted a four-piece band with like a 12 string and stuff a little bit more of a psychedelic thing that you can't really do nice. as a three piece so yeah yeah 
But that's not bad though. Twenty eighteen. Sorry, but but um, you know, you, you throw in um, you know, COVID twenty twenty. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, that was that's basically two years. You know, yeah. that are gone. <laughs> yeah. Welcome yeah. to moving to Tacoma, not knowing anyone. Yeah. Getting a, like a couple of years in, and then everything just being like fuck off, shut down. Yeah. It was it was rough. Yeah. For yeah. sure. It was so rough. you've been hustling though. That's pretty oh yeah, good. that's pretty big good time. Yeah. Like a lot of work. I think people from the outside. They they just see what you're putting out, you know, sometimes, and they don't realize how much work and strain on relationships and just so much stuff that goes be in on it, you know, with with everything. I mean, it's crazy. It really is. And now it's I feel like it's a little bit more smooth sailing where we have a, you know, we're all a little bit older, you know, I'm about to be 35 and, and you know, everyone's in their 30s, 40s or whatever in the band. We don't mm-hmm. have a lot of time. We're not 18. We're not teenagers yeah. that just sit around and write music together like like we used to. Well, welcome to the old school podcaster yeah. group. Yep. Like, like all of Dude, us, like, yes. can we do something? It was like like today, like, who's like, like we're going to meet up at 10 o'clock. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> on a Sunday? I stayed up till one. Yeah. This isn't good for me. And I'm like, I got six hours of sleep and that's not enough. And then like, you know, like 20 years ago, I'm like, I could do this yeah. all day. Yeah. Just all the coffee and all the bullshit. Oh, man, that's great. So, yeah, so people can find – just look up for the Greasies. We have um, our uh, – we've got uh, all the links on the – uh, on our uh, Discord, yeah, in I, our I Discord, put, yeah. Jeff put on the Discord, so we have all of that. You can check out, and I know that it is on Apple Music because I found it. You can just take the ride for the Greasies. You can find it on there. Uh, I think uh, at the end of the program, we're going to play one of the songs. If that's cool, awesome. Yeah. I was thinking about playing great. War, but if there's a different one that you would like, uh, that sounds great. Cool, perfect. We'll play yeah. that at the end, so you guys listen to that at the end, and then go check it out. Like, like for sure. Like that's a kind of a cool aspect of it. Like. Like it's just amazing, just being able to put out uh, music uh, in like the Tacoma vibe. I love the fact that you came here because, yeah. like, and that's just cool yeah. because Tacoma music has been like we've talked about the ventures here. We've talked yeah. about Girl Trouble. We've yeah. talked about a bunch of just yeah. like bands that have been influential to so many people. Oh, yeah. That it's like wow, like yeah. There's the Seattle music scene, but this is its own entity and oh, yeah. i love that like anti-hero like yeah exactly and, and, and it's a big uh it's coming out more and more like uh nirvana was formed in a barn in tacoma you know they, that right. was their main practicing before they became famous they weren't seattle they were tacoma oh, and, yeah, and in olympia sure. you know <laughs> right? lived yeah, in olympia. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the uh, olympia stuff too yeah mm. i well, love it one thing uh, uh with the with the band everything like kind of the main thing that i'm trying to get across i guess or my vision for that is like really really being inspired by 60s garage like i like new garage i like the tie seagulls i like the ocs i like i listen to that non-stop it's like all i listen to i like but my favorite stuff is like 50s rock nice uh, yeah. you know like that's that's my favorite favorite stuff i could listen to that all day it doesn't you know and my dad turned me on a lot my dad was really into music he turned me on to that kind of stuff uh, as a kid, I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. and that that stuff, and even like the Temptations and stuff like that. Like I yeah. love that kind of music, Ke- really catchy stuff that you cannot get out of your head. So I I'm really inspired by that stuff. But I, I listen to the '60s stuff, and the main thing that that uh, we're that I'm really focused on with this music is it being. I wanted to be able to be on a playlist of of uh, 
maybe like a garage playlist on YouTube or something like that, and it's all 60s, and one of these songs was in there, and you didn't really know. You didn't yeah. even realize you know, that it was a recent one. That's the main one. Yeah. thing is that it, I, we have spent so much time uh, trying to figure out how to get it to be old sounding you know like and not and it's it's taken so i've recorded some of these songs so many times and so many different ways digitally whatever whatever and it's like we've come down to using like you know task cam <laughs> 244 <laughs> you know and uh to get this very specific lo-fi mm-hmm. sound and when i think of garage everyone's gonna have different aspects of garage i don't think it's like a one thing it's a blanketed term but in my mind when i listen to it it's old it sounds old it's not perfected in a way like when you listen to it oh yeah i want it to be a little bit more perfected than some of the stuff i don't want it to be one microphone in a room necessarily but i like that too we want it to be a little bit better than that but we want it to be compressed like so much compression just compresses shit out of it and then you know have it smashed on tape and uh you know no, no condenser mics in isolation so like none of that like everything is it's it has an aesthetic to it mm-hmm. the songs are sound similar as far as it you know it's like maybe we're using an electric 12 string and it has a psychedelic feel there's a lot of reverb delay whatever but the also the aesthetic of it and that I mean, that even kind of ties in it with tattooing, you know, like a lot of those things are intertwined in, in the way I see things with tattooing and skateboarding and stuff like that. It seems like, uh, uh, yeah, you've got you've grown up with kind of an old soul and loving that aspect of it. With me, with like my musical taste, it's even a, a little bit early, like the twenties and thirties, but also yeah. mixed with like electronica. Like, so it's like uh, my musical tastes are all over the place. Like, I have no taste. Like, it's like if I like a beat and I love stuff, like I can understand where they're coming from, and I just, I, I just love the gamut of like I want to hear what the heart and soul they're putting into that and that's like you can hear that when they're putting it in to their music and if it's if it's something that is you know processed to hell and it is you know they spend you know years just trying to perfect this little bit on this little aspect of it and using all the digital recreations if it sounds cool great but also the same thing yeah go in couple takes and just you know bang it out in a live in a live studio some of that is some of the most amazing music yeah audio audio files will know uh because it's the same with the old people trying to emulate old 50s horror movies that we got a lot of with with the stuff today you could make it really quick but Mm -hmm. it's still not the same you don't get the same film grain i'm looking for one if they could pull off the film grain you know then then (laughs) you, you buy it more but i always get thrown off by it um I heard some guy on uh, YouTube talking about the reason why. So I'm a musician, too. I love love playing. Playing since I was 12. Most of my life, I played with one amp and one guitar. I just didn't have money for effects. Effects are so cheap. I have the pedal now that has a wall, you know, and Uh I can play any amp. So I'll I'll, I'll go through and just pick my favorite people's amps. And it's great for that because it does. It sounds like you're in the room playing with Slash, you know. It's just like, (laughs) fuck, it sounds like Slash right here, right? But when... (laughs) To give it to somebody else to record with it, you could tell that it's not because yeah. you could tell it's digital all the way around. There's little clippings and stuff. And it, and somebody explained it finally in a way I could understand it. It was because of tubes, man. Tube amps did oh, so yeah. much and you cannot recreate accurately they say they get so close they get like microscopic close to the sound but it's still not there because you they just haven't got that tube amp yeah. feel yet 
Yeah, it's the same with tape, you know, oh, recording exactly. the tape yep, yep. or anything like that. There's a lot of like emulators or whatever and I've done it all, man. I've spent I've been recording all the different filters and shit and you're like, <laughs> yeah, well, you're not right there, but and even when people created even uh, just just a just a, a story about, you know, the Beastie Boys, he had just to get a sound like some sort of delay. He ran the tape around the room before it went through the actual machine just to slow it down. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, who does it? and who's going to recreate that? See, I want to get the effect of if I stretched my my cassette tape around the room before it went to <laughs> like and then- it's like I mean I even remember like having to create audio on and this was like in 2005 and 2006 the technology was there but where I went they had um, all of the audio editing equipment was on a Windows 3.1 machine <laughs> so there were no sound effects there were no uh, effects at all I had to learn how to do an echo by just layering the same audio track a yeah. couple of times and you're just yeah. like Okay, well now I know the fundamentals of that, and like yeah. I've learned how to cut tape, and I'll never fucking do that again. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, and like it's just like all these things. Like it's good to know the old school process so you can understand it, and then also you've been able to hear it, and then you can like, okay, well I'm not going to be able to perfectly recreate it without that equipment. And if you can get that equipment, amazing, and get it to you know keep working, because I've got some friends who like work on old amps and stuff, and they're like parts good yep. luck yep. yeah <laughs> good luck with all sure. of that stuff yeah yeah well, we are in a, in a unique spot here in tacoma that there are some older um places that will re- um, repair older equipment like uh, oh yeah. yeah a mountain house mm-hmm. if they're still open like right the the building they were in that um the guy who owns the building i believe is um they repair all kinds of old equipment i I've, that's amazing i found old equipment at like um Goodwill and stuff and brought it to them and, oh, yeah. and, they, and well, they repaired it and used it. Yeah. Yeah. Side, Way back in the day. Side note for it, that's a job. I applied for a job. They're trying to save all of the analog stuff like cassette tapes and videotapes onto something more digital. And mm-hmm. it was like a it was like a three year job and the the they were hired thirty people at like fifty bucks an hour starting just so that they knew but you had to like literally be able to repair the vcr like you'd have to create it out of parts (laughs) because they had to keep it going because they it was some kind of big media company that was doing this and so it was like all hands on deck but there was no time to slow down or they probably have a library of thousands of things they need right transferred over there's not a big big demand for vcrs right right? well and i mean yeah that was i mean uh, like literally the cleaner (laughs) <laughs> I have a I got a VCR at home because one of my Christmas gifts from a, some amazing friends was a VCR and the three original Star Wars movies oh, yeah. like the original like v, VHS oh, so you were like I have to find a VCR well, now <laughs> well no they got, they gave us a VCR oh, okay. too that's dope the right. thing is is my TVs don't have a VCR input yeah, anymore <laughs> like, like we just don't like I have to buy a TV to store it to have it I mean and we've been able to break it out like once or twice because somebody else's house had like a TV that you're able to get a tube TV, yeah, like an old tube TV, yeah, 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 with the little, <laughs> like, little UHF like switcher so you could play your video games and shit back in the day. Yeah. Like it was just like it was like so amazing. I'm like technology, like it's going super fast and that's amazing. But it's just like, well, what happens when you know shit goes down and stuff breaks and we're just gonna have all of this digital stuff. And 
and nothing to play it on, mm-hmm. how are we going to be able to, you know, even have like recorded history of like the last 70 years? Well, you read a book. That's the thing. <laughs> well, yeah, but how read many a books, fucking man? book? How many books are out there? <laughs> know, right? Or you get yeah. the, I mean, obviously, you know, that aspect too with like vinyl. Like vinyl is like one of those things where at least you can just play it because that's just how it works and it right. was old technology. Right. How surprising is it that the comeback to vinyls made though? You know what I mean? Like yeah. growing up in the, like the '90s or whatever, we had CDs, and and even mm-hmm. then, vinyl was like, man, nobody wants vinyl. Right? My, yeah, my mom had vinyl, yeah. but and... even then, you saw it as a dying thing. But oh, now yeah. it's like a huge thing. It's yeah. a huge industry. We got we got a bunch of different vinyls. I mean, I love going to like high voltage records and just yeah. looking in their used bin. Like every once in a while, I pick up something that's like newer because it's like, oh shit, that's cool. But it was just like, yeah, it's like more of a boutique sort of thing. You can yeah. get some old school stuff. That's where I found the, I think it's the Ventures do like symphonic music. Really? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got wow. like, they ha- <laughs> dude, they have like 400 million albums out there for all sorts of different things. But you just find those super cool ones yeah. that are just out of nowhere. And yeah, other than that, like I'll get special pressings for bands I like yep. yeah. um, when they put them out. But yeah, beyond that, it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Vinyl's crazy with that. Yeah, I think at shows and stuff, it's it's almost like buying a T-shirt or yeah. something. You know, like a lot of the people probably aren't even gonna listen to it on vinyl. But no. It's just it's just cool to have. I know a lot of people that order them when pe- people put out new albums. They sell them on vinyl, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you can download the music, and so they'll yeah. just order the vinyl to hang in their house. That's yeah, what my wife exactly. did for my for for one of my birthdays. Got me a Motorhead uh, album. Yeah, and nice. She took it out and framed the picture, and he goes, "Here's the album, and here's the download code that you." Can do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. and that's like mm-hmm. exactly like I've got I've got a turntable and it's hooked up like it's. Bluetooth connected to my 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 speaker in the in my bar and first off like cl- I don't know how to clean vinyl I've got a vinyl like I've got a record cleaner and I haven't gotten around to it but then I'm like listening to one of my albums and it skips I'm like fuck <laughs> alright I'll pull up Apple Music and yeah. I'll play it through that and I was like I have it like I'm supporting the band because I bought their album and I yeah. love that but I'm like god damn it but that's why vinyl sucks <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh right there you mishandle it one time you're done what about live events yeah, got yeah, some yeah. Live events yeah you got up. live events coming up yeah um let me double check, but it should be February 3rd at Airport Tavern. Nice. I was just there hanging out with our buddy Rusty. He was oh, watching the Seahawks wrong. game, and um, apparently the tally on how much he hates football was 11 times he declared he hated football during that game. <laughs> <laughs> Airport Tavern's amazing. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Was that as they lost? Um, at that point, they were still winning. Oh, okay. Like, it oh. was the first half, and he was just like, <laughs> I hate football. I'm like, okay, dude, bye. <laughs> but I love the airport tavern. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, we played there one other time, and we we definitely really liked it. It's kind of a cool... The the stage is, like, in the back, and it's got its own little kind of room. Yeah. It's a cool setup. And it's on South Tacoma Way, which is quickly transforming into yeah. kind of a cool spot. Oh, I mean, yeah. We got Church Cantina there, the Mule Tavern, lots of good places to get food. Airport obviously has their own. They got pizza and all sorts of shit there yeah. and drinks and stuff like that. But even, like, right next door is Real Art, which is an all-ages venue, mm-hmm. which is fantastic because they're getting more stuff going on. Yep. They got Edison Square, which is doing a lot more um, venue stuff they do pro wrestling there now isn't there a union club there is or surge yeah, yeah there's surge south tacoma there so if you need co-working space boom you can get it right there too with them as well yeah it's, i like the fact that they're doing a lot of stuff right there and i mean it's a hot spot right yeah, there you got yeah. plaid pig i mean plaid pig's oh, pretty yeah. classic you know mm-hmm. that's a good spot like it's kind of the go-to spot might get kind of boring i guess going to the same place but that place Fair is enough, set yeah. up really kind of nice and the, i like how it's like 
it's more of a venue than it really is a bar yeah. even yeah. you know and i i think that's a cool you could tell they're really into having shows there so it's a, that's a hot spot right there that's no true. It, it's very good because we had a guest another guest i think it might have been drew from uh buffalo preacher talk, oh, yeah. talking about how or, or what was it um uh Grid City Sound. Oh, talk, talk, talk oh about St. Hussey? St. Hussey, Hussey. Yeah, yeah. They were talking about they met somebody in, in, that's coming from Tennessee to play this thing, and he's going, well, do you know what kind of venue it is, just just to make you sure, because I guess the guy was playing Super Country or something like that. But he was be able to make made a friend. He goes, well, why, why don't you come out to Tennessee and see what we do, you know, yeah. that everything. That's cool. And then you could tell us. And so, it, it uh, peop, yeah, it's nationally known. People are coming in it to the venues oh, yeah. around here. I would have to imagine there's a bit of a cross-section between um, like uh, tattoo peeps and music peeps, so I kind of maybe like there's a like kind of that sort of aspect in that where there's a uh, that commingling where you might see someone who you may have tattooed at a show or vice versa. Like oh that. yeah, yeah, pretty much every every show there's going to be a couple people that that I tattoo a lot or whatever, <laughs> you know. Like there's always going to be or or just other tattoo artists that I know they'll come out and support. You know, it's definitely always a good time. That's but amazing. We're playing. Airport Tavern, February 3rd. Then we're playing Daryl's Tavern in Seattle, February 10th. And then March 10th, we're playing Central in Seattle, which is a new... We haven't played there before, and we're Central, pretty excited. The Central Saloon down uh, yeah. like in Pike... Uh, Pike oh, not, the oldest saloon oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. The place is fucking badass. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's big, and it's kind of along with the stage in the back. I haven't been there in a couple of years, obviously, because of all the bullshit, but um, I've seen some really great shows there. That's yeah. amazing. Daryl's, I think that's the one in North Seattle. Yeah. That one, yeah, that one's a dive bar, but yeah, you'll oh, yeah. have fun there. Oh, like, yeah. that one, that yeah. one is just... It's legendary. Yeah. So we played there a couple of times. Oh, nice. They're, okay, yeah. They're, uh, they do the Bigfoot Stomp every year, which is like a garage. It's like a garage weekend. Oh wow! So we we know we're playing that, but I don't think that's like until August or something. Nice. Yeah. And I mean, I like seriously at this point, like uh, you can hit up the links on on all of our stuff because we're gonna blast it out as well. But just take check it out and see what see if it's for you. Listen to the song at the end of the episode and uh, see what you want to do and you know help them out however which way. You guys got merch, right? Yeah, yeah, we have at shows and stuff. We don't really sell stuff online. That's right fair. Now. We're yeah, just, you know, it's well, it's, it's keeping it like the garage band feel, man. You yeah. go out, go out to a show, go and to a show. Yeah, get off your phone for a minute, and go yeah, out. Yeah, put go your to phone a show. Away. You can get a shirt. Yeah, yep, get a shirt. Get a get 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 some uh, merch and all that stuff. Uh, Jeff, we got some uh, coaster questions. Yeah, uh, some of the questions have already been answered, and that's cool. okay. So, uh, if you didn't know, let me set up with the coaster mm-hmm. questions. Uh, this happened because we had a flat earther on, oh, and okay. um, our buddy Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, my buddy Brogan mentioned that at a bar. And uh, it got uh, th- that sort of same reaction. Uh, since people are a little more intoxicated, it was a little more um, angry. Like, why <laughs> the fuck course. would you have a flat earther on? And then they were asking Brogan a bunch of questions. And he's like, I don't fucking know. I can't answer these questions. So they had them all write them down on the back of coasters. Oh, and we literally sweet. brought coasters in. That's cool. Yeah. So that's like the, the, the any, anyone in the peanut gallery on our Discord channel. And if you go to gridcitypodcast.com, you can hit up our Discord. And we have a whole section that just says coaster questions we tell people hey we're gonna have this guest on and give us some questions Sweet. so uh we do have those what do we got yeah we got um do you do uh this is from michelle uh do you do any uv ink no 
All right. That's uh, one of the, uh, uh, and Michelle is my wife, and she has a big back piece. And part of that was, it's kind of like a lunar garden sort of thing. And then uh, essentially what happened, she got it mostly done, and she had an idea to do like UV. And then, uh, unfortunately, COVID tattoo artist uh, ended up, you know, going out of business and that sort of thing. So she's kind of like still kind of hunting around for that. And I remember that in the in the 90s and the 2000s as being like the fad sort of aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And is that something that people still do? Do you know about? I don't know. Because that was like we're just no trying idea. to see what's going on. Yeah. So it's supposed to like glow in blacklight and stuff. Oh, like yeah. That. Like a blacklight thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have not seen anyone ever do that, so it's hard to say. Uh, maybe there's people doing it right. One, like, the only reason why I knew about it was because, fucking, it was like, Vampire, the Embrace. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. no. Every Blade no. movie. But yeah. no. He's like, You're I was going to get bite marks on my no. neck, bro. <laughs> it, you I could think... only see him at the club. I Dude, promise. that's fucking tight. I, right? Now the sign of, of the house that now I belong I, to. Now I want that. Now I want that. Um, no, it was because I got interested in a band because they had a little, like, in, like, I don't know, Hit Parade or whatever fucking like new metal magazine or whatever was playing at the time they had a little blur didn't even talk about their music they're an electronic industrial band from florida but they're cool because they have glow in the dark tattoos <laughs> on their arms and i was like oh, i'll listen to them and you know they put out one good album that i liked and then signed to a label that nuked them and you're like okay cool well you know that was cool but that's the only reason why i knew about it was yeah. just because it was like Oh, that's kind of cool. And it got me into listening to their music. And I was like, oh, nice. all right, yeah. cool. Yeah. It is a cool idea, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I to mix in kind of some glow in the dark or UV light. I think that's, uh, if it doesn't happen already, which I'm sure it does, it, it's a cool idea. Yeah. Like, uh, is there a lot of like fad tattoo stuff that you've seen oh, come and go that you're just like, crazy. Mm, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's insane. Yeah. The fat, there's. There's a lot of fads coming and going. The infinity <laughs> symbols and the even just oh. the '90s tribal, which I, I think I don't have anything against any of these tattoos. It, right. I'm trying to make money, so I'll tattoo it. Yeah, if you really want, care. yeah, if somebody comes in and wants a tattoo, you're yeah. like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. If I'm not booked, I'm doing the infinity symbol. But you know. <laughs> Well, and that There's was, bad. and I mean, like, I like a, I made a little bit of a joke about making fun of Brogan. He's kind of our, he's our, he's our fourth host. Uh, uh, he works over at Cosmic Bottles, a great bottle shop out in Covington. Um, but I've known him since I was sixteen, and he has. I don't want to call them dumb tattoos, but I mean, at some point you just like, bro, what's up? Like first tattoo was that. Yeah. was kind of that, the, the, the tribal, the good that goes around the top of the arm, like the tribal armband. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it didn't go all the way around. It had like it a never blank does. spot. It, it never does. does. I'm like, why does it go all the way around? Like, like complete if it did circle. connect, it wasn't a tr- real tribal <laughs> armband. I'm just like, come on, put it all the way on there. I don't know. I'm like, I'm a completionist, but it was like, it was his first tattoo and it was by someone who needed to practice so it was free tattoo and you know after a while it looked like it and he's had that one since covered up but he's the kind of guy who has put in and done some really interesting ones and I mean even the the oh I love the last one the the Flamingo and shotgun shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh. like a like a Terminator flamingo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. His, some of his art is like, like stuff that he's got is really cool now. But it, like before, it was like on the back of the neck, like the big circle, like Chinese symbol or Japanese. Uh, no, symbol. I, 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 I think that's Scott. No, Brogan has it too. Brogan, Brogan has, has it as well. Yeah. well. yeah. So Kanji, I have all yeah. the yeah. I have all the bad tattoos. I have yeah. the bad nineties. Uh, 
you know, tribal. I have a homemade one done on my leg with a guitar string <laughs> and a Walkman <laughs> motor. I, dude, I have them all. I yeah. think one of the best ones outside of the 90s tribal, which I'll do it. I mean, I've done full tribal sleeves. I don't yeah. no, I think it's cool, but... Um, I'm not talking shit on any of these tattoos. I think they're great. Tattoos are cool. But uh, the best one for sure is if you go to like – I've worked construction most of my life before I did tattoos and stuff like that. So uh, construction sites have the best tattoos ever. So <laughs> if you were wondering, uh, the uh, one guy I worked with – this is a classic 90s style – is the flame. Like oh, the, oh, hand yeah, that yes. comes up the forearm, yeah. and the the one guy that had it, it was he was right handed, and you know he, sw- he was a framer, he swung hammers. It was like the his hammer hand it was like flamed hand. It was that's it was amazing. Awesome. That's yeah, the best. Good as well. Yeah, of course you that's do. the best. That that's like yeah. one of the most classic uh, '90s yeah. ones, I think. Yeah. One of my buddies, he um, for the longest time, he's a he's a, he's a cook, and he's done stuff all over there. But for he was uh, a hot dog vendor down at like the Pyramid by Safeco and uh, uh, T-Mobile, whatever the fuck they're called he's now. Got a bunch of hot dogs tattooed. No, on him. he's got tongs. <laughs> oh. He's got tongs oh, okay. on his arm, and he's got some other stuff. But yeah, he was known as the hot dog king for a long time. <laughs> he had a cart and everything, that's and it cool. was it was great. But yeah, just because he's got that and it was just like it's one of those things that you're like oh that's fucking super cool yeah like oh, it's yeah. just all the aspects of it anyway uh oh fuck an old sailor uh he was a chief senior chief when, mm-hmm. I, when i was in the navy oh he was old and he had hinges in his elbows oh yeah and i always that's thought classic. i always thought those were the that's neatest cool. tattoos man i was oh, like yeah. those are fucking dope <laughs> <laughs> now if somebody's going to come in on a walk-in is there like what's the protocol when they come in like if someone's bring like money yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We have an right. ATM. So. Even better. So yeah. So someone's in and it's like, I want a thing like that. They just like, uh, you know, kind of do it like a, just like, oh, check out the stuff and see what you want. How does it when they come in? Like, I want a tattoo. Like, what's the first step on that aspect? Just what do you what are you looking to get? You know, mm-hmm. and some people will have a picture on their phone, and then sometimes people are just like, I'm just trying to pick Flash, and that's that's a little bit easier, because they just got to look around and find something, but if they have something on their phone, sometimes it takes a little while if they don't know a lot about tattooing. Sometimes it takes a while to really break it down to them, like, well, it has to be this size, and it, some people, you know, they don't they don't know. Yeah. You know, so that's one main thing with, a, with uh, having a street shop and doing it properly is making people feel like they're not stupid for not knowing, Thank first you. off. Thank you. You know, because... I, I, at one point, I didn't know, sure. you know, yeah. so oh, someone had to explain it to me. So when people come in, I say I really take my time and be like, hey, you want some lettering? OK, and I'll I'll do a little rough sketch. Be like, it's going to have to be this size. And I explain why it needs to be that size. Not you're an idiot for not knowing why it needs to be this size. Nice. And I've kind of instilled that with the people that we work with. So that's I think that's a main part of it, you know, uh, don't be an asshole to yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's pretty yeah. simple. Well, and it's like... I'm, but it's like <laughs> number one, don't yeah. be an asshole. <laughs> but it's also like, yeah, you'll get the people who are the, you know, the artistes uh, who like, you walk into a shop and you're like, they're like, they roll your eye, their yeah. eyes at you because you don't know that stuff. And it's like, have a little bit of customer service and understand yeah. that they're coming in to give you money to do a thing. Yeah. Those are the people, those are the people that have never had a regular job. <laughs> Yeah. That's those people. Those, to, yeah, those tattoo artists that don't know what it's like to tear off a roof <laughs> and, you know, lay shingles and they don't know what it's like to have a regular job that's, like, really hard to do that you can't do forever. Yeah. Like tattooing. So I think that was that's that's part of the aspect of 
I've done a lot of really hard work most of my life. So when I was able to get into tattooing, even when I first got into tattooing in Maryland, I had to do construction in the winter because it's really seasonal out there. So even yeah. it wasn't, it literally wasn't until I moved out here that I tattooed full time. Wow. Because it's so seasonal out there. I had to go do fiberglass work. I had to go do roofing and stuff. So I have a different, I don't want to say all tattooers are like that. I'm just saying yeah. I keep that in the back of my mind. Oh, I have to sit here and talk to you for five minutes and explain why I'm trying to do this and not be a dick to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean that's not hard, you know. And I'm well, really introverted type person. It's oh, exhausting yeah, yeah. talking to people. When I, I get, get home, I'm tired. I appreciate you coming out then and talking with us on yeah. this because I'm that that same sort of thing. Like yeah. if I'm in my creative mode, yeah, I can turn it on and I can be fine. But then at the end, energy drop. Like yeah. it's just done. Like I've yeah. spent all of my energy <laughs> being a person. Now I just want to be a lump. Like don't worry about that. Yeah. Like and I just love that though because that really bodies Tacoma like like you moving out here is like serendipitous because even just talking to you now you embrace the vibe the blue collar vibe that we love about it obviously the grit of what we've got going on here and you understand that and it's like yeah yeah you can be like I mean you know you can come from whatever background maybe be a little rough around the edges but you also understand how people work and how to do that and that's like a lot of that disconnect that people will have is that just that aspect and just being able to be personable when somebody comes in because they want something and not being a dick uh it shouldn't be like that difficult but by and large i mean especially after the last two years yeah people don't know how to act in yeah, public for so sure. like you're like you try to go to a movie or a comedy show right now yeah. is is kind of still a, a little bit of a train wreck yeah and so just being able to like have a little bit of a, a common decency for people like goes so far mm-hmm. uh is there anything else we want to roll up on this man man i don't think i have anything Cool. Anything, I'm good. Frank, seriously. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for yeah. coming out here. We're going to, at the end of this episode, I'm going to play War by the Greasies. You can check it out on Apple Music. Go to a show. Follow them. You can find all of the links. We've got the link tree set up so that people can all check it all out. and Go to a, go to a show. Buy some fucking merch. Yeah. Hang out. Go to Visualize Tattoo, visualizetattoo.com. Get an idea of what the art that Frank does and everyone over there. And get yourself a tattoo. Uh, I don't know what kind of tattoo, but... Are we going to get one? Is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, we're going to get one. Me, me are, and uh, Scott were just talking about <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I mean, I did the plunge last time. That's true. Yeah. That's so, true. Get the Tacoma skunk. There's a Tacoma skunk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the um, um, oh, rugby t-shirts... They do the the stinky sevens or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the classic kind of t- tattoo oriented skunk thing. Yeah, Shit, yeah. okay. You know, skunk. I, you know what? I might, I might be okay with that. All yep. right. Well, we're gonna figure. <laughs> Just something put Tacoma out. over it, and it's cool. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we get like a, uh, an octopus like? Choking a skunk to death. We could. Yeah. We could do it. <laughs> Sasquatch <laughs> silhouette in the background. <laughs> Sasquatch, that's classic too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. Figure something out. Thank you everyone for listening. Like I said, you can find all of our stuff at gritcitypodcast.com. You can also find links to our Discord where you can listen to us live and interact. If you got something to say, we uh, we do a lot of Discord uh, 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 episodes where it's just us BSing with our fans. Also, we'll have guests on that. And a lot of the times we will be recording live at the Union Club fantastic place unionclubtacoma.com as well 
find all of our stuff. Find our Patreon. Well, we're going to be reworking some stuff. I keep. I think I say that every week. Yeah. But uh, we are still will be pro- uh, probably doing that. One of our millions of creative ideas. Yeah, I think it's time. Right, like it's time. Yeah. We, we've been doing T-shirts and stuff for a while. So yep. It's time to mix that up a little. We got some big stuff coming up in 2023. So keep a tab on all of our socials and see what's up. If you've got a guest that you're interested in having on, or if you're a person that wants to contact us, all of our socials. But you can also send an email info at gritcitypodcast.com and just say hey i want to be on the show because i do x and then we'll we'll flesh it out i mean you contacted us frank and that was yeah. fantastic like we love to highlight tacoma stories tacoma businesses and tacoma people mm-hmm. because that's i mean that's where we're at and i want to show people that tacoma is not a place to be feared yeah. it's a place to be Cautious sometimes. Yeah, respect it. Like, don't think it's all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> but at the same point, you can do so many cool things here yeah. that, like, the whole place is amazing. Yeah, Seattle's cool, whatever. But Tacoma is where it's at. Yeah. I love when people email us, too, because it really, for me, um, I want to support people that are working. They're hustling, right? Yeah. They're not um, waiting for people to come to them. So. Well, that was part of, I just, this, this year, 2023, I became owner of the shop so oh, nice. that's why i was like congrats I'm gonna hit, thank you me and david are you know, split things 50 50 so uh that's why i was like i'm gonna try to come on here and promote it and stuff like that i'm trying to push push the yes, shop and stuff like that you know what i mean i appreciate Absolutely it really appreciate it. it it was awesome yeah and if it, if anyone goes out there we'll give you some stickers so you can uh put it up there maybe for your flash and see if oh, someone yeah. will get a Definitely good podcast tattoo oh, that'd be amazing yeah. and if they do i don't know what we'll do but we'll send that person and uh, we'll send people t-shirts too we'll definitely talk about you <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely, definitely say your name on the <laughs> thank you everyone for listening hit us up on all that stuff and until next time stay gritty You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com. Yeah.